What is up, bosses? Before we kick off this episode, I want to tell you about our favorite hiring platform. It is, of course, Indeed. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. And if you're like me and you hate waiting, well, I got good news for you. Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. I'm going to tell you all about Indeed and one of their fabulous features coming up in the break in the show. But if you want to check it out right now and get a jump start on your hiring, you can just head over to Indeed.com slash iLab to start hiring right now. That's Indeed.com slash iLab. Indeed.com slash I-L-A-B. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone need to hire, you need Indeed. Let's kick off this episode of Invest Like a Boss. Welcome to the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I'm Sam Marks. I'm Derek Sparts. And I'm Johnny FD. We're self-made entrepreneurs who invest our own money and use modern technology to invest like a boss. Join us each week for exclusive interviews with our network of modern investors, business owners, and multimillionaires to discover new ways to invest our hard-earned cash. What is up, guys? We have a very special and exciting episode and I'm here with my good buddy, Derek Sparts. Johnny FD, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. And we are going to be having a a episode that you and I are just going to have a lot of fun on this. But also, it's important for Invest Like a Boss and listeners because aside from your home, do you know what the second biggest purchase that most people ever make is? I know because I got to deal with it. All day, and I'm probably in mine more than more than my home. That would be your car, Johnny. <laughs> Absolutely. So I didn't call it an investment. I call it an expense because that's probably usually what it is. I guess first off, before we even talk about what car we would buy, I'm going to try to tell people not to buy a car because if you can live somewhere where you can take public transport or, or walk to work or where you need to go, it's always going to be less headache and cheaper to do that. So if you live in, you know, somewhere in Asia or in Europe that actually has good infrastructure and you don't have to drive, don't drive. It's a pain in the ass. I'd be great buying a car. Absolutely. <laughs> there are a few places in the US too you could do it. Even in LA, you could do it. Not where I am, but certain uh, pockets of the city and other cities, New York, Chicago, things of that matter, you can do it. These cities purposely make it more difficult to drive a car with you know parking expenses, extra taxes. Cities like London, they charge you just to drive on the road in the city center. Um, a lot of cities are doing their best to, to tell you to get out of the car. I think that's really smart. I think they should tax the crap out of people to drive into the city center. So Manhattan has done a great job. So yeah, definitely don't buy a car if you live in, in Manhattan or anywhere in, in near, the, near New York itself, unless you're like upstate or something. But in general, one thing I never understood is why people don't just move closer to work. Like, why would anybody sit in a car for an hour each way in traffic to go to a job that they probably are working half their time just to pay off the expenses of the car itself, the depreciation, the maintenance, the gas, the tickets, the tolls, the tires, all the things that cost money when you buy a car. I think that's a really good point for a certain segment of people that I, I think you I think you equate applies to more people than it actually does. You're assuming someone has an office where they they are, you know, a desk job and they just sit down at the same place every single day. That I totally agree that you should live closer to work, but unfortunately that's not the reality for a lot of people. They need to move around, they have meetings, they have clients, you're in a, you know, a trade business, you're doing construction, you're doing lawn care, whatever it may be. I, I think we often overlook um, a lot of the more of the blue collar jobs where you have to move around a lot too. Yeah. And I guess the days of going to a factory or mine, you know, we just, you know, you, you, you drive there and you leave your car the whole day. That's kind of over now, especially in, you know, in California. I don't, do you know? Yeah. You know what in California really bothers me too is, you know, everyone complains about when gas go spikes or it's $7 a gallon, whatever it may be. 
you know, the rich guy with the with the six bedroom house and driving the Ferrari or the uh, Lambo uh, Urus SUV getting seven miles per gallon. They don't care. It doesn't affect them. The people it really affects when you think about it is those gardeners, the construction workers driving these big trucks that are getting 10 miles to the gallon and they're filling up with gas 60, 70 dollars a day when they're only coming home with 150 bucks. I mean, that's when it really starts to hurt. Yeah, it does sucks. I, you know, I think most most people like they buy cars that are way too big for what they actually need. I'm willing to bet that 99% of people driving a F-150 or seven-seater SUV don't actually use that function, don't actually use that space 95 or 99% of the time. Yeah, and it's never seen a gravel road, much less off-road four-by-four Raptor truck that can go through mud bogs. <laughs> yeah, it is cool as hell, though. So oh, yeah. I will I will say that I drive a gas-guzzling V8 4.8-liter Porsche Cayenne GTS. <laughs> but I also I also know that it's ridiculous to drive. And yeah. if I actually had to commute, I wouldn't own that car. Or I would have it as a second car and then have a commuter as a day car. Yeah, and to be fair, you barely drive. So, I mean, you know, you got to have a little bit of fun. Oh, but it is so fun. <laughs> I, I bet. I was bombing on the highway <laughs> the other night. And, like, what are you going to do in Ukraine? Like, are you going to be worried about a cop around the corner giving you a speeding ticket? <laughs> well, no, that's the best part is when we get tickets, it always comes as a push notification on our phone. And we can oh, pay with awesome. Apple Pay. <laughs> yeah. And there's no traffic cord. There's nothing. The last one I got, I got a ticket. And it says, you know, here's a picture of you going 20 miles over uh, at this place on this time. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And they said, you know, uh, would you like to pay online? It's 150 grivna. Oh, my God. That's like $6. <laughs> and I was like, sure. And I was I, then I was thinking like, oh, man, it's probably going to be so annoying to have to, um, you know, fill out like credit card and phone and all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, you can pay through Apple Pay. So I just oh like my God. <laughs> double clicked my, my side button and it was done. And I was like, oh. We'll have that I, in. Yeah. 2055 if we're lucky yeah. the way the government yeah. moves here i actually got a speeding ticket in germany of all places oh, okay <laughs> i was driving through a mountain road and it was a speed trap camera i didn't even realize it. everyone just kind of slowed down and i'm like oh mm -hmm. why is everybody slowing down and i saw this flash of light i'm like oh it's like was that a camera and then uh -huh. um it's super easy though I, I think i rented it through hertz i just i had like a 17 dollar charge on my bill i'm like oh whatever <laughs> okay fine oh, it's easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> I wish, like when I was driving from San Francisco to LA, you know, I was going to school in UC Irvine. It's like a nine hour drive, like 400 mile drive or something. Yeah, that's a long ways. Yeah. And you're on I 5 in the middle of nowhere, like driving through like Fresno and not even the town of Fresno, but like just the highway. And, you know, I'm like, why am I driving 72 <laughs> miles an hour, you know, which is still over the speed limit? <laughs> like, am I, you know, if you're going to drive 865, it would take you like, you know, 10 hours to, to, to get there. I wish I could just, you know, pay a, a ticket or a fine and just go 120 and just bomb it there. And it doesn't help that cars now are ridiculously fast, like especially an electric car. I don't know how there's not some kind of regulation on cars. I mean, don't get me wrong. I say bake them as fast as you can, but some of these people cannot handle cars this fast. If if you see someone in a Tesla just mobbing down down a street and they're silent, you can't hear a thing, and they're doing a hundred plus without even blinking. Yeah, I mean, especially the acceleration is so fast nowadays. It's it's crazy. Yeah, like yeah. supercar speeds 10, 15 years ago are like a Toyota Camry now. It's it's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so speaking of which, uh, you just bought a car recently. I did. So I had this crazy rental deal. I actually rented a car for five years, the same car. <laughs> uh -huh. Everyone's like, what? So I was getting an insane deal where I paid a flat monthly rate. It covered full coverage on my insurance. My deductible on my insurance was only $100. It was insane. Wow. I got hit okay. one time and I went to pay the the coverage, and I was like, oh, freaking $500,000 deductible. They go, oh, it's $100. <laughs> that was it. And they, they gave me $80 a day for a rental car, which at the time was way more than enough. Mm -hmm. Up until recently, um, it was kind of tough actually to get a rental car for even that price. But the car, they had told me, I said, hey, you know, this car's starting to get old. I had hit like 100,000 miles. Can I, you know, trade it up for an, a newer car? And they're like, no, that deal you are getting is ridiculous and we're basically losing money on that so you're either going to keep that car or the the new car you get is going to be like twice the price so i was like all right 
I'll ride this thing till the wheels fall off. And that's what I did. <laughs> um, and, and tell everyone what car this was. This is a Ford C-Max hybrid. Basically, Ford's version of a Toyota Prius, but not as good. <laughs> it's so ugly, guys. So it ugly. looks like a long hatchback that is basically a shrunken minivan. <laughs> it's so ugly. You know what? I appreciate it because it was ugly. <laughs> it tried a little bit harder. The ugly ones try a little harder. <laughs> and I can't imagine it being any fun to drive. Um, you know what's funny is the electric part was fun because, you know, electric's fast. So when it was electric, you're like, ooh, this thing's got a little boost. And then the gas motor would kick in and go, Pleh. So, yeah, um, it did not like going in the hills of L.A. that I'm in all the time in the mountains. It was uh, it was a little rough on the car. So it made it about 160,000 miles, which seems okay. But for today's cars, they should last a little longer than that. And I just, it was having a problem every, every month with like thousands of dollars in repairs, which they all paid for too. So that was part of the sweet deal. I never paid a dollar to fix that car. How did you rent this? Like, where'd you rent it from? So this was originally from a company called Canvas, which is a startup in San Francisco and LA that Ford owned a piece of. So what you would get was Ford's lease returns um, as rental cars. So you'd get cars with, you know, 20, 30,000 miles at a flat rate that covered, it was basically solving a lot of the problems that we just said are with the car. I thought it was a brilliant idea at the time. You got one flat monthly rate, give you full coverage insurance, maintenance, tires, oil changes, everything, any kind of repair it needed. Uh, you just had to take it into a certain shop, like a Pet Boys or something like that, all covered. All you had to do was put gas in it. Problem solved. Sounded great. Um, these are slightly used cars, one or two years old. They're still pretty new. And it, it seemed like a good deal to me because at the time I was driving over 100 miles a day. And I'm like, why am I putting all these miles on my car? I might as well put it on somebody else's car. That, that sounds fantastic. I, I mean, I'm sad that that went away, but... You know, you almost got trapped into too good of a deal where you can't give it up. It's like living in a yep. rent-controlled apartment that you don't really like, but it's so cheap that you just can't give it up. Well, funny enough, I'm in that situation right now, too. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so it, it makes you get comfortable. So I was... I'm a car guy that was driving a car I hated, but it was great because it got great gas mileage and I needed to drive a ton for work. And as long as things broke, they just fixed it. So it, from that aspect, it was nice. But at a point it was like, all right, I'm paying how much for a car with 160,000 miles? It's time to go. It was time time to upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Well, 2023 is actually a good time to buy a car because... 2022 was a terrible time. <laughs> yeah, so I was I was actually I'd been thinking about getting rid of it for at least a year, but then prices just went wild. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to pay over sticker price for another car I don't like um, just to do that. So I was trying to hold out as long as I could. I wish it would have made it like one or two more months because I bought this in December of 2022. And even from then to today, the, the market's changed quite a bit and you can get a lot better deal. Yeah, especially on the used car market. I know you bought yours new, but let's talk about I actually bought mine used. It is, oh, really? it is slightly used. Yeah, it looks brand new, oh, but it's, okay. it, is, it has about 20,000 miles. Oh, nice. Okay. So I know that during 2022, mainly because of chip shortages, but also just other kind of you know random things, used cars were just so expensive. Mm. And new cars were being delayed where you'd be on a waiting list forever to get it. Yep. And I was on a waiting list for a uh, Ford Maverick, which was like the hot new pickup truck. Because I was like, you know what? Let me get another hybrid and a truck, like win-win, you know? 40 miles per gallon and a cool little truck. And turns out Ford could only make about 10,000 of them. And they had over 100,000 orders in three days for them. So they just couldn't deliver with the chip shortage, with supply chain and demand. It was just through the roof. And that's not the only car, but that was just one of the examples where it's like, you know, it could be the, the hot new Corvette, the Z06, whatever it may be. Everyone wants one because they want to flip it or something like that. But this is a $30,000 truck that people were flipping for forty five, fifty thousand dollars yeah, I, you know, I wish there was a way to pre prevent people from flipping cars. Totally agree. And especially with these auction sites now, uh, bring a trailer. If you're if you're on YouTube, there's a guy named Doug DeMero who started a new uh, site called Cars and Bids that went from zero to like $35 million valuation within a year because so many people are taking advantage of this market with these with these models that aren't even really special. In a normal year, a car manufacturer could have made 50,000 of them, but because they were only able to produce 5,000 of them with supply chains, the market just went insane for certain cars. Yeah, and you know, I think anyone who buys a car for that much over sticker is, is crazy. I, I think it's, it's a terrible 
financial move. Uh, in general, buying a first year car, or like a brand new model, it's always a terrible idea because that's when all the the issues come up. Mm-hmm. That's when they have all the problems. All, you know, like like when you're buying a used car, you almost always want to avoid the first one or two years that that new um, design came out. And so the, to buy a brand, brand new car and pay over sticker for something that is probably not going to be very reliable or it's going to have way more problems than, you know, if you had waited a year or two, it's, 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 you're only doing it for the flash to show off saying, Hey, I had a new C8 Corvette before everyone else. Yeah. And the only time I would say that maybe you could consider markup is in those high, high end special edition cars. Someone like, like a Porsche does it a lot. Ferraris, um, actually Ferrari banned markups, but they have other tricks up their sleeve, which we can go over on how these dealers get their money. But if you're just buying a normal, regular car, let's say a hundred thousand dollars or less, you couldn't give me one reason to pay a dollar over MSRP. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's funny now that we've even, you know, we even think MSRP is a a good price to pay because yeah. <laughs> five years ago or even three years ago, like you felt stupid paying MSRP. You, you'd always want a discount on top of that. Yeah. And there's a lot of dealers now that will, even if they offer MSRP, they won't, they won't negotiate prices. And I hate those. De- I went to a BMW dealer that had a, a car I was looking at an Audi and I was like, you know what? It's a little bit overpriced. Let's talk about price. And they go, it was an auto nation dealer. So they're like, there's a lot of these big chain corporate dealers now in America. Auto nation is one of them. And they go, we, we don't, uh, negotiate prices. And I was like, well, then I don't buy a car here. So <laughs> I left. You know what? I actually hope every car dealership goes that route where they actually just put a fair price. I'll be honest. The price was okay. It wasn't, it was, I didn't, I wouldn't have, if I bought that, if I paid for that price, I wouldn't have felt like I got a deal, but I wouldn't have felt like I got ripped off either. That's good. That's what it should be. I think there should be no winners. I think everybody <laughs> should be like slightly disappointed when, when you leave the, the you know, the, the car dealership, both the salesperson and you, that's, that's when you know, both sides got a fair deal. I love the game of it though, which is, I think is why oh, I bought I my car. It. No, <laughs> I hate it so much. Uh, I personally would use Carvana or what's, what's the other one? They're about to be bankrupt. CarMax is probably the other one you're CarMax. thinking of. Yeah. yeah, CarMax. I would use CarMax to buy my car knowing that I'm not getting the best deal, but also knowing I'm not wasting my time to, you know, negotiating and just and playing BS games. I just want a fair price. I made my guy work for it. I, he, he went he went back and forth to the manager like four times until he's like, you know what? I'm tired of walking over there. I'm just bringing the manager to you. <laughs> well, but you, you know what? what? They knocked off about $5,000 off my price. So I, I, th- I found it to be worth the time. Yeah, I mean, and even when you think about it that way, it's definitely worth your time. Even if you can get a thousand dollars off, and you, you know, like you, you, normally you wouldn't make a thousand dollars sitting somewhere for you know two hours. But yeah, for sure, I, I understand it's not for everyone though, and, and it is. It, it can get frustrating. But in in the back of my head, I was like, I had rental cars, I had other car. I go, I don't need a car today. You just got to tell yourself, I don't need this sale. He need they need the sale more than I need it. And and mm-hmm. if you go in with that mindset, I think you're gonna leave with a deal. Yeah. Well, that's a good, good tip. Uh, so let's talk about if you were to buy a car in 2023 or somebody, let's say you have a friend, a podcast listener, a family member saying, hey, I'm thinking about buying a new car this year. Would you recommend they buy a new car or used car? And why? I think it really depends on what you're actually looking for. If you're looking for a model that's not in high demand, I would say go for a new car. Um, if it is one of those more high demand cars, I would say find a, a nicer uh, used car within a year or two, you know, under 30,000 miles or so. Um, but if you're just looking for, a, you know, a, I don't know, let's say a Toyota RAV4 and you don't want the hybrid, you don't need any of that stuff, you just want the gas model. I say go new because you can you can find you can still find a deal on those and you're going to get the, the warranty from it. And I think you can you can do OK with that a car like that or something like a brand that's not super in demand. I was I was able to get in the height of craziness. I was able to get MSRP on certain models from like Hyundai, like Buick, GMC, some of those American car brands that maybe aren't the hottest in your city. Somewhere like me, like I live in LA, everyone wants a BMW, a Mercedes, they want to lease something like that. If you just want a normal car, it sounds ridiculous. It's not as in demand in LA. But on the inverse, if you live in, I don't want to call anyone out, let's say Oklahoma City, wherever you are, and you want you want to step up to that Mercedes, I think a dealer like that is going to be more willing to deal because there's such a lack of customer demand in your market. So find out what cars are hot in your market 
and then maybe look at the cars that aren't uh, doing so well in your city. Yeah, I think that's a great point to get a good deal on a on a new car. So I was thinking more about what do you actually get when you buy a new car? So for a while, uh, I when tech was changing so fast, it was worth it to buy the new car because you got so many more features, you know, things like Apple CarPlay or heated seats or, um, you know, reverse cameras, you know, all these kind of things that just came out that you're like, wow, this is cool. You know, I want that. But my car is a 2008, which is what? Is that 14 years? 15 years 15 old now. years old. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll tell you everything that, that I like about it and everything that I'm, I'm missing from like a new one. Right? Cause I actually, I always, I always look and, you know, I compare the new Porsche Cayennes and see like, what do I, what would I actually get if I bought a new one? Because mm-hmm. remember, a new one costs $120,000. Insane. Porsches have gotten nuts. But they keep right? their value. I will tell you that though too. No, well, not in this case because I bought mine for ten grand, and you can buy in a war zone. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even if it wasn't, you can. Let's say you can get it for less than twenty. Let's say you get it for twenty grand. Sure. Like, it's you know, what is the difference between a two thousand eight Porsche Cayenne GTS for twenty thousand dollars and a twenty twenty three Porsche Cayenne GTS, you know, or, or the equivalent for a hundred and twenty or hundred forty thousand dollars after you know, taxes and all that stuff, like. I better be getting a hundred grand, you know, better car, right? Mm-hmm. So when you when you kind of go down the, the list, first you have the way it looks. I mean, obviously the new one looks better, but does it look a hundred thousand dollars better? No, and and if you're talking Porsche, the Porsche's a design evolution. They don't, they never completely redo the car, where it's a totally different car. So you know, look at a Porsche 911. It could be 10, 20 years old, and you go, that's a still good looking car. And same thing with the Cayenne. I, I would agree that yeah. you're, it's not much different. And most people can't even tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody, like nobody realizes it's a fifteen-year-old car. I mean, same with most BMWs. Like when you look at, you know, basically anything that's over, you know, two thousand and ten. Let's say, let's. I'm gonna look up two thousand ten BMW three series. All right. I'm gonna take a look to see what it looks like. Yeah, those still look they good. They look too. nice. Yeah. yeah. They look like they look nice. Like I, nobody would look at that and be like, oh, that's tw- you know twenty. You know, I mean, twelve years old. People would look at it and be like, oh, it's a nice looking car. So. Looks wise, it's you know I would say very similar, right? The engine, I would almost think that my engine is better than some of these new, you know, uh, maybe not like they're different, right? Because mine is like a pure raw power. It's like it's a it's a huge V8. Is yours turbocharged? I don't think it is, right? No, mine's not. Which is actually good. No, I think that's good because a lot of the turbos are really tough on the engines and to meet fuel regulations now, a lot of these, manu- almost every car now comes with a turbo, but it also reduces the the life of your engine. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the turbos of my generation, I would not buy just because they're super unreliable because, yeah, turbos just... Heat. Rear tear, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on your engine. But I'm saying, I know every year they keep, they always bump up the um, the horsepower of every model just to kind of sh- give people a reason to to upgrade. But mine still has four, like 405 horsepower or something like that. Which when like, when we were in like high school, if you said we had a 400 <laughs> horsepower car, we'd be like, what? <laughs> Yeah, like nobody needs 400 horsepower. Yeah, and I will guarantee you, it is so fast that you just like you would not notice the difference between my model and a new, you know, let's say the Cayenne S or something, you know, which is um, you know, the the kind of mid tier with the big engine, because a lot of them actually would have a V6, like a like a three liter or 3.6 liter V6. So engine wise, I would say they're actually very comparable. We're not talking about like reliability and and maintenance yet. But the actual just engine, we're, we're getting the same thing. Yeah, I just looked up your model, Johnny, 0 to 60, 5.7 seconds, which is quick, especially for a heavy, heavy SUV. The new one does 4 or 5. Are you, are you ever going to notice that difference? I mean, I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't think you would. Well, actually, so a good comparison would be, you know, would you buy the older GTS, which is the, you know basically the top of the line besides the, the turbo, or would you buy the new base Cayenne. I bet the base one's probably slower than your car. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's a V6. 5.9, so it is slower than your car, yep. Yeah. The interior, somehow, I mean, Porsche is just so well made that mm-hmm. there's the leather is perfect, and there's zero tiers. Like, everything just looks everything looks amazing. The only thing that's missing are like the fancy mood lighting and the Apple CarPlay. But you could 
swap that out if you want to. Well, I should send you a link, Johnny. Uh, Porsche just released some new like factory fit stereos with CarPlay for their older models. I should send you that. I forgot about that. Um, I bet you it would slide right into the Cayenne. Yeah, actually, I looked into that, but I was thinking, do I want to spend seventeen hundred dollars upgrading <laughs> it? Yeah, that's that's like that's a big amount. I didn't, I guess it's Porsche. Anything with their name on it is gonna be yeah. four digits. <laughs> so instead, I spent. Tw- I, I was thinking, I was like, what do I actually want? All right. And I was like, you know, for GPS, I'm happy just to have my phone, like, you know, using Google Maps on the phone. And you have Bluetooth, right? Uh, So unfortunately, my model didn't have Bluetooth. Ah, okay. But I bought a $20, you know, Bluetooth uh, AM FM. um, (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say you got one of those, uh, like, portable speakers and you, like, taped it to the dash. No, 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 no. That would be ghetto. That would be ghetto. (laughs) But so this thing, I don't know what it's called, but you plug in the cigarette lighter and you tune it to a frequency that's not being used. Yep, so yep. I tuned it to like... I used to have nine, one of those back know, in the day. And I remember they used to they used to sound bad. They used to be staticky and like the quality just wasn't very good. But this, the new ones, I don't know how they do it. I don't know if there's some kind of like noise canceling. It might canceling. depend on your area too, because somewhere like in LA where there's a station on every band, I know there was a lot of interference, but if you're, if you're out of the city more, it would come in better. I'm not sure what the radio station situation is in uh, Ukraine. Yeah, but it, I mean, is it tr- like... Is there still a station on every band in LA? Like, who oh, is yeah. the radio anymore? Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's maybe one out of three are in English. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, so it sounds fantastic. So I I would stream like YouTube music, you know, through the Bluetooth adapter, and it plays in my speakers, and my speakers are amazing. They're like they're as good or better than any brand new car speaker, especially. Yeah, I have Bose in my car. It's it's the best sounding car I've ever had. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So then we have to talk about. You know, the handling and the fun of drive, the suspension, it's exactly the same as if I had a brand new Porsche. Like I'm, maybe the new one might have some options where you can get like, you know, better limited differentials or whatever it is. But in general, like the, the handling is exactly the same. The, the fun drive is exactly the same. So the only real differences is one, you know, the prestige of having a brand new one. Uh, and But most people can't tell anyways. Mm-hmm. The second would be to have the electronics and the, you know, and the Apple CarPlay, which I bypassed for 20 bucks. And then really the only thing that's actually the the, the only real difference is maintenance and the car, uh, like, you know, reliability. And granted, it is very expensive to fix, you know, a Porsche and it is a pain in the ass to bring it in the shop. But I'm thinking I can do a lot of repairs for hundred thousand dollars, you know. So even if I, oh yeah, like, <laughs> and luckily I have a really good mechanic uh, here that specializes in Cayennes. I would only recommend somebody buy something like this in the U.S. if you first find the mechanic. Yeah. So I would actually shop for the mechanic before you buy the car. I think I remember talking to you a few months ago, Johnny. I actually found a Porsche Cayenne um, around the same year as yours, too. And I, I was going to buy it on eBay. It was a really good deal. But it had one issue with it. I wasn't sure exactly how much it would cost. And they were getting rid of it so cheap because they moved to, like, Montana. And they go, no one knows how to work on this car. <laughs> There's, they, they're like, I have this car that needs an issue. And no one knows what to do with it. So you got to think about that when you have specialty cars like a Porsche or whatever it may be. Do you live in a city where you can reliably find someone to work on it? Yeah, absolutely. And how much is it going to cost to fix it? Because it is expensive, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's easy. Like, yeah, if you find one, you get a good pre-purchase inspection, which I would absolutely recommend to anybody who buys a used car. Get it on a lift. Have somebody look at it. And and they can literally just look at it and just look to see what's leaking, look to see what's yeah. worn out, and they can just tell you and estimate how much everything's going to cost to fix and if you should buy it or not. It's the best 100 bucks you ever spend. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I feel like I know what I'm doing to find that stuff, and I've had pretty good luck with that. But if if you don't know anything about cars, pay, pay the 100 bucks, maybe 200 bucks, and take it to uh, someone to take a look at it. And if the dealer or person that you're looking at it refuses to let you do that, you don't want that car anyways. There's something wrong with it. Yeah. You know, I've realized, I, like, I think things, cars age well better now than they did before. Totally, totally. A, a, a hundred thousand miles would have been like a durable car, <laughs> I think, 20 years ago. Or like, you know, let's say, okay, when did you get your driver license? What uh, year? 2001. Okay. So in 2001, right, if you were to buy a 15-year-old car. That's basically right? what I had. I had an 89, so I guess 12 years old. 
Yeah. Okay. And it was probably a piece of crap, right? It was POS. And it, it, I think it had like 90,000 miles on it. Yeah. And it looked old and it looked crappy. And it probably had, it had just rust. like, it probably just, <laughs> yeah, it probably felt old and crappy. But now when you buy a 15 year old car, when, when you look at a 15 year old car, you look at it like, man, that looks really nice. It looks new still. Yeah. There's, there's so many, so many people are like, oh, cars aren't as good as they used to and electric cars, blah, blah, blah. Cars are amazing now. We have the best cars we've ever had. <laughs> I mean, by far. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This week's sponsor of Invest Like a Boss is Indeed. Now, we all run our own small business here, and we know how important every hire is. And you know what? So does Indeed. And they don't waste time either because they have an amazing feature that I love called Instant Match. It does exactly what it sounds like. It instantly matches you to candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. In fact, you'll get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on on Indeed, match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away so you can get to the more important things of your business beyond hiring. Because Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. So visit Indeed.com slash iLab to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash iLab. That's Indeed.com slash I-L-A-B. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to higher you need indeed well let me let me tell you what what i got really quick because i got a car that was older than i thought too i was looking to get a car that was one or two years old uh johnny you thought my car is brand new it's actually a 2018 model ah see there you go so everyone and the thing is <laughs> what would it, yeah what would the difference be between if you bought a 2023 version of your car and the 2018 so the only thing i was thinking about it i paid twenty four thousand dollars for my car it had twenty six thousand miles uh, Blue Book on it was 26. The dealer wanted 29 when I got there. So um, I feel like I got a good deal. That car brand new would be about $38,000 plus, you know, add another 10% in tax and registration on that. So 42,000, I was out the door 25, 26 all in. Um, so I saved, you know, a good 12, $13,000 of a brand new car with only 26,000 miles, which is like nothing. I put on 35,000 a year. So that was nine months of driving for me, I say $12,000. The only difference is one of the reasons I got it was I got a Mazda CX-5, which, okay, soccer mom car, say what you want, but it's the best looking of the bunch, I think by far. I think it's a good looking car. I remember when that car came out, I was like, that's that's actually a really good looking little SUV. And um, I got it in black. It was a color I liked because obviously you can't choose the color when it's used. It's like a black flake. So it's, it's a little little off black, but it's a good looking color. It's got cool rims on it. Um, it's the top of the line package. So it had everything. It's got all the tech stuff I wanted. It's got the forward collision assist, lane keep assist, the radar cruise control. Johnny, have you ever driven radar cruise control in traffic? It's so awesome. When you're sitting in bumper to bumper traffic, the car just drives for you. It's it's the only time I want a computer to drive my cars when I'm in bumper to bumper traffic. Yeah, I was actually looking into that because I was pricing out my, I'll, I guess I'll, 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 I'll say it later in this episode, what car that I would buy if I was back in LA. But I was pressing it out and I was thinking, do I would I just get the base model? Is there any actual upgrades that I would really want or packages? And the lane keep is not not the lane keep, it's just the um what do you call it? The radar cruise control? Yeah. Yeah. That nice. I was like, you know, you know what? If I lived in LA or somewhere with traffic or I was driving uh, for eight hours on the I-5 going from San Francisco into LA. It's a game changer. I can just turn that on and just forget about it. Yeah, it's, it's basically, you know, it's basically like the first step of, of autopilot. Yeah, and and I don't like the full autopilot. I This is perfect for me. I'm still in control. It's less draining on you, too. If you send traffic all day, it's so draining. Anyways, it's also got a feature that... I thought was so stupid and I've used it a ton now because it's been a little colder than usual in LA. Not only do I have heated seats, but I also have the heated steering wheel too. Oh God. <laughs> it's nice. Um, but the interior of this car is so nice. It feels like a Lexus inside. And that's one of the reasons I got it too. It doesn't feel like a cheaper car. And then the only thing that I think the new, new one would have had that I don't have is a wireless CarPlay. I have CarPlay, but it has to be plugged in for the CarPlay to work. So that's a little annoying, but 
No, I like that because it char- charges your phone, right? But I'm in and out of my car like 10, 15 times a day. So it's like plug it in, plug it up, blah, blah, blah. But it does charge your phone. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather have plugged to uh, CarPlay. Actually, I don't like wireless CarPlay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but other than that, it's, if you're hopping in and out, it has, it has yeah. everything. And, and, and that's one of the reasons I considered it more too, because it was like the highest end model at the time. Had it been like a base 2018 model, it probably wouldn't have had a lot of the stuff I wanted. So I, I was okay with doing that. And it's it's Los Angeles. There's no salt on the roads. There's no rust. There wasn't a scratch on it until I waxed it a couple weeks ago and noticed a giant scratch that they touched up with paint that I didn't notice before. That still bothers me. But um, other than that, it's it's flawless. Like there's not a scratch on the leather, nothing. It's it looks it looks brand new. And that model was redesigned in 2017. And the 2023 looks exactly the same. No one knows it's not a new car. Well, see, there you go. That's the smart way to do it. Uh, and actually, speaking of the the terms, the packages, I actually think that if you're buying a used car, you should always try to find one with the most options and the highest package, the highest spec. Because they depreciate more, yeah. Yeah, because you don't get that money back. Right. But if you're going to buy a brand new car, you should actually start building it at the base model and just see if there's anything you really, really need to add. Because most likely, like especially on a, like as the years go on, things become uh, standard where you don't even need to add it as a package anymore. Yeah, and someone like a Porsche, a Porsche has even openly admitted that their highest profit margin is optioning of cars. So if you if you get a Porsche 911, it might start at one hundred and one thousand dollars, but you can get up to like one forty, one sixty with like two options. It's insane. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you this. For the same price, would you rather have had a brand new 2023 base model of your car or the top of the line, you know, uh, that was those three years old like yours? I'm extremely happy with the one I have. And I think if I didn't have stuff like leather and things like that, I'd just go and I saw another one with it. I'd be like, mm, I should have just jumped up to the next one. So I'm actually really happy with the car I have. So that's actually one thing that I've been debating. And I think I won't know until I actually drive and and ha- like own a base model car because logically i would get the base model you know especially if you get if you get a, the same, same engine you get the same you know you get the same car basically right but I, I think if i had two cars i would agree with you and one was like just my work car and i didn't really need all that extra stuff i'm fine with the base model but if i got that car that's like my car i want i want the good one you know that's actually another good point is why do we care so much about what we drive in the U.S. and part of it, I mean, part of it is is status and it is extension per our personality. But second, we spend so much time in that car that you want it to be you want it to be nice. You want it to have a bunch of uh, features and toys just because it makes a otherwise miserable experience of being in traffic that much better. Totally. And if if you take out the time I sleep, the time that I'm awake, I'm in my car a lot more than my apartment. It's not even a joke. I'm I'm definitely in my car more than my apartment when I'm awake. I, yeah, I would, I would definitely say try to look and see what features you really need and try to avoid the ones you don't. Like on Porsches, things are insane. Like if you want you know, certain color stitching or certain color, mm-hmm. you know, this and that, or paint to sample. Porsche, yeah. Oof. You know, or yeah, like a slightly <laughs> different red or slightly different black. Actually, I, I didn't realize what options my car had. I, you know, I was like, okay, you know, somebody, somebody spec'd out like panoramic roof, but like, I'm like, what, like, and I was heated seats. So I was like, maybe something that's, you know, that's through a package, but things like the, the door sills, when you open it lights up, it says, Cayenne GTS. Those that are those are kind of cool. I've seen uh, those like Rolls Royce and like Mercedes yeah. with those. I'm like, mm, it's got it's cool it once. Yeah. It's cool once. <laughs> it's very cool, but you know, like, is it worth two thousand no. dollars to have that? No, <laughs> you could buy one on, on on like eBay for ten bucks and put it in the door. <laughs> uh, the on my headrest, it's, it's so faint you can't even see it in photos or videos. But if you look closely. It has a Porsche crest. Is it stitched? stitched. In? Oh, nice. Yeah, but it's, in, it's stitched in black, so you don't even really see it. <laughs> and my it's, my head's covering it. So if I'm ever taking a photo or something, like it's just behind my head. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. Um, I just looked up uh, paint to sample for Porsche. If you don't know what that means, that means you can custom order a paint color that is, yeah, like Johnny said, slightly different red. But if you go to these nerd car shows, they know that it's not a factory color. Guess how much that will cost you? They can do it on pretty much every Porsche model now. How much extra would it cost for a 
slightly different color paint. Maybe $7,000? Double that. $13,000. That's insane. That is insane. All right. So I'm looking at the brand new Cayenne base SUV. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, you know, because I'm in Ukraine, it, it's showing me kilowatts per second. So maybe you have to look oh, it I up. Can, I can uh, try to follow along with you here. Um, Cayenne, here we go. So, okay. What would you get for the engine and... Oh, I love how we're building a Cayenne here. Are we looking at a base or I can pick anyone I want? Yeah. No, okay. you, got, you got to do the base. Base. It says 0 to 60 and 5.9. It'll go 152 miles an hour. Build your Porsche. Okay. Yeah. And that's all you guys need. Like, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So color wise, now, now I'm choosing. Uh, you know what? I don't like how they don't tell me how much things cost as I'm adding it. They're just like, you know, do your dream. Mine does. We'll so, okay. The problem is a lot, a lot of these car manufacturers, you're, you have this issue. Tesla is the same problem if you're looking at a Tesla. And almost everyone's doing it now. You you get white or black for free. Although any yeah. other color you got to pay up on. <laughs> so I'm assuming you have the same color palette as mine. What color were you looking at, Johnny? Uh, I mean, like, if I was going to get white, I'd, I'd rather have the Carrera white metallic, right? Yeah, that's the shiny pearl one. That's $800. I just added that. Yeah, and you're like, okay, Ooh, you know what? the sample's a little cheaper here. 11430 <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, special color Carmen white. Oh, the Carmen red. This is the special color Carmen red. Okay, $3,150. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, that's a, that's $2,300. Is it worth it for you? I don't know. It's a very nice red, right? Yeah. Mahogany is like a dark, dark red. Did you look at that one? It's like, a, is it brown? No, yeah. it's brown. But you know, oh, I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, that's only 800 for that one. Uh, maybe I'll do brown. You know what? I like the brown. That's classy. It looks good, but I think it has terrible resale value. Probably moonlight blue Ooh, looks blue good. metallic. It, that that does look good. I think I would I would like the blue, but you know what? I feel like it doesn't make the car pop. No. Right. You going carmine red then? Uh, uh, cashmere beige metallic. That's like that desert color, right? Well, that is a nice, but it's a shiny yeah, desert. It kind of looks like nice. the '70s, '80s gold. Oh, but it looks so good. <laughs> I love. It. Okay, I'm getting this color. Really? I like it. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll go with that one. Rims okay. are next. We have uh, 19s, 20s, or 21s. My car comes with 21s. We can get they 22s, look great. actually. Okay. All right. Here's a problem with having 21-inch rims. Thin tire walls. And expensive tires. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't really off-road with 21-inch rims. No, good luck with that. <laughs> You're going to bend right. your rim. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so scared to drive my four-wheel drive you know, uh, SUV even on shitty roads or through potholes fast because I have such thin um, tires. I agree with that, but I don't like any of the smaller rims on this car. That's a, that is the problem. That is the freaking problem. I don't know what to do. I like the dark rims. I like the Cayenne exclusive design and satin platinum on the second row. Do you see those? Um, 21 inch well, Cayenne exclusive. Was, okay. No, okay. No, it's not mine. Oh yeah. Anyway, it looks good. No, right. the one I would, the one I think looks best is the first row, twenty-one inch RS Spire design. Oh, I thought that was that was my close second. It's like a black and silver combined. That one's yeah. three thousand eight hundred and thirty dollars. Oh God! So the one I would actually get, I think I would have to split down the middle because the the nineteen inch rims, even though those are huge, right? I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. Ten years ago. Having 19s were huge on a car. Yeah, I got 19 on 19s on mine, and I'm like, oh, I could bump that up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but now now 19s just they just seem way too small, right? Yeah, it's wild. So okay, I would split 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 the hairs, and I will get the 20 inch Cayenne Sport wheels. Okay, that saves you seventeen hundred dollars. Those are twenty one hundred dollars. Okay, those look okay. Uh-huh. All right, they, they, they look good enough, right? You can always get your um, own rims later. So for interior, I would be tempted just to keep the standard partial leather black because it always looks good. It looks classy. It doesn't get dirty. It doesn't get dirty. But if I was going to buy a brand new car, I would get it in the beige. The black Mojave beige? That's only $400. Yeah. Oh, it looks good, though. Is it the partial leather two-tone black Mojave beige? Yep. Yeah, it looks amazing, right? But I think it actually hurts resale value. I think people, when you want to buy a secondhand car, black always looks good. It, it doesn't. It doesn't date. It doesn't age. And that's why mine looks so new. Like when you look inside my my car, besides the the head unit, which you could change out, it's like if you just look at the seats, you look at the steering wheel, you look at the door door sills, everything, it looks brand new because 
it's black. Yeah, mine's black too, and it looks it looks spotless. So I, I mean, that's that would be my reasoning because if you spill anything, whatever it may be, it's easy to clean. So you want black or beige black <laughs> or gray? I mean, what I would really want is the truffle. I, I was just clicking that, brown. but here's the problem, Johnny. That's $5,100, but you click that. They go, well, if you want that, you also have to add the 14-way four, power seat for another 1700 So it's $7,500 if you want that interior. Yeah. I, I, well, let's settle for the partial leather interior, <laughs> okay. the, the two-tone, because that looks great. It looks amazing, but, right? No, it looks really good. Okay. All right. We're moving on. We're, we got a two-hour build here. <laughs> Before... I didn't care at all about sunroofs. So like I don't even like open my sunroof. Yep. And actually, it's better not to have one because your car is more stable. I think it's it's slightly lighter, and also it's more rigid, so it's better. It's better for driving, right? Yes. I my last car, the the hybrid, didn't have one, and that was the first car I didn't have a sunroof in like four cars. So I actually missed it, and now I have a sunroof on the new one, and I've opened it like twice. But yeah, but now that I had th this car has spoiled me because now that I have a panoramic roof, when I look at people with small sunroofs, I'm like, oh, look at this poverty. You know, <laughs> I do just sunroof. have a normal sunroof on this one. I don't have the, I have had a car with the panoramic. It is cool to have all that glass. <laughs> it is amazing. Uh, how much is it to add the panoramic? 1800 bucks. I think it's worth it, right? You yeah, I do it. I say go I mean, for even it. though it makes it makes the car hotter in the summer, colder in the winter, less rigid, it's a, less good as a sports car, more expensive, more things to break. Nah, I like uh, it. <laughs> it. It's so nice. You just have, you just have to get it. That's the problem. All right. Everything else, honestly, I would skip. Like, there's not need... a lot of stuff I would need. And these stupid graphics on your Porsche Cayenne, please spare me. <laughs> like. I mean, the, here's the problem is those things look better. Like I'd rather have a different color, you know, Cayenne badge, but I'm not going to pay money for that. Yeah, totally agree. So I think everything else, I would just, I would leave it. I would say, you know what? It'd be, yeah, it'd be nice to have um, heads up display or adaptive cruise. Ooh, do you want air suspension? That is a good question because you have air suspension right now. Yeah. And I would not get it again. Okay. I'll tell you why. All right. <laughs> it's, it's an expensive Thing that that breaks and it's so expensive to fix and it's cool as hell in concept to be able to lift my car by two inches and drop it by two inches yep uh also to glide over speed bumps and you know stiffen like stiffen my suspension to sport and it really works like i'll press the button and literally i feel the suspension like tightening up there's a zero chance i would ever want to buy that as an option all right you just saved yourself four thousand dollars <laughs> good i'm so happy <laughs> But now there's things like uh, heated seats. I think I'm spoiled because my car has heated seats. I'm Does like, this not I, come I, standard with heated seats? This is where Porsche drives me crazy. Yeah, like it's. You would think that it, you would think at least front heated seats, right? Yeah. D does it add money? Um, I can't find the heated seat option. Oh, Let's down a little bit more to it. interior. Okay, heated seats, five hundred and thirty bucks. Uh, if you just want the front, if you want the front and rear, it's a thousand bucks. I have front and rear, but I very rarely have rear passengers, so I was surprised I had them in the yeah. back. You could get um, uh, heated and ventilated ones, the cooled seats oh. for seven for eight fifty. So you might as well pay three hundred yeah. more bucks. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, if you live in LA, you want the the cool. Yeah, seats. it gets hot on the leather. Yeah, we'll add those. So that's why I would actually rather have a basic car with cloth seats because then you don't need heated or cold seats because you're always kind of warm. I mean, you're always perfect. Yeah, I like leather. <laughs> All right. Do you want a, do you want a key that is painted the same color as your car? <laughs> no, I'm not paying for that. Porsche is the king of options. <laughs> I hope you guys are following along. Okay, how much is the Porsche Crest the headrest? Oh, head, where's that at? Oh, I got the I got the armrest with the crest. Oh, Porsche Crest on oh, headrest. And the if you just want the front, it's two ninety. If you want the front and rear, it's five seventy. You know what? Two ninety doesn't sound that bad, right? You're like, that's like three hundred bucks. <laughs> you just said how dumb it was. But it looks good. It makes it once you see it on there, you're like, actually, you know what? It looks nice. It look, it classes it up. Okay, I added it. <laughs> no, 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 take that away. I'm not paying three hundred bucks for that. Uh, floor mats, though, you have to have floor mats. And you have to. I cannot believe floor mats are not standard. Oh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> Seven forty okay. for the um, ones with leather edging or the deep. Plush ones for nine thirty. Give me the cheapest ones there are. Okay, it's still ridiculous okay. that they're seven hundred dollars. Okay, and I'm, I'm not anything else. How much? How much is my? How much was the base? And how much is it now? A base was. Oh, we got to look it up again now. Oh, seventy-two-two was base. You're at eighty-two-six. 
about ten thousand dollars in options. And that was me really like trying to be cheap enough. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could have got that up to a hundred easy. <laughs> yeah. So this is I mean, this is kind of the tricky part, right? Like, would I buy a brand new Cayenne for eighty-two thousand dollars? Like it's it doesn't make any sense. Like I, I cannot justify paying that much money for for a car. I, th- I think if I was going to buy a brand new car or any car, if I was going to buy a car, I would not spend more than I would try to spend less than thirty thousand dollars on it. Let's say that uh, thirty-five would be pushing it, but like thirty, thirty-five, you know, um, forty at the max. Like I, I think if you spend more than that, you're, you're unless you have so much money that doesn't matter. I think it's stupid. I think it's just ridiculous. And, way to to waste money yeah i totally agree um can we touch on one thing before we get out of here johnny i it's fun building cars i hope you guys are following along on that um but from a financial standpoint i just want to say if you are trying to buy a new car and you need to get a loan on it i would highly suggest doing what i did and that is trying to find some rates here going through a credit union do not go through a bank because for some reason, the credit unions haven't gotten the memo that the Federal Reserve has been raising rates. And you could actually still get a pretty good car rate um, from a credit union. Guess what rate I got on a five-year loan, Johnny? Uh, maybe 5%. 3.74%. That's pretty good. Yeah. And, um, that is pretty good. Do you know what the rate is at U.S. Bank I'm looking right now? I don't know. Tell me. 7.04%. So you're paying almost... Oh my God, that's the crazy. interest on a on a major yeah. U.S. bank compared to a credit union. So that's that was don't do, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I I do have cash to pay for the car and it, the, like uh, this whole house debacle I've been going through. If that doesn't pan out in the next few months, I'm just gonna pay off the entire loan with cash because I've been trying to save cash for the down payment. But obviously, if I don't need the down payment, I'll just pay the car off. So I've I haven't had a debt in five years at least, and I was kind of annoyed to do this, but I thought it made sense with the rates being so low. Yeah. So if you do need an auto loan, I suggest you go through a credit union. A lot of people think to be in a credit union, you have to know someone or or be employed by someone, but it's really not the case anymore. A lot of it, the qualifications are just what city you live in. Look up your city, look up credit unions. As long as your address is in that city, they'll accept you as a member. It's pretty simple. It was pretty painless. It was one more step. I had to call them. I didn't even have to visit the branch. I just had to call them. They said, hey, you're approved. Okay. Um, call the car dealer. And then they send the car dealer a check and done. I can pay directly on my mobile app. Uh, it's super easy. So uh, if you want to, that'll save you thousands of dollars right there. It's just finding a better rate. It's not that hard. Don't go through the dealer's credit. So, you know, fun fact is when I lived in uh, Orange County, I was a member of the credit union. That's how I bought my car. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I got introduced to a credit union uh, from my dad way back in the day, and I've just always had one since. Um, I, I, for my personal, I, I, use my, I use a credit union. And uh, my business, I use the major national banks because every once in a while, there's a weird little hiccup where it's hard to connect to some of these new payment apps, whatever it may be. So my, my business account, I, I use uh, Chase Bank, but uh, my personal one, I, I just use a credit union. Yeah. The only problem with with having these loans is <clears throat> I can see in your case why you wanted the loan because uh, you're, you're saving up for, for the house. But in general, I would tell everyone, don't buy a car unless you can pay for it in cash because it's like a, and and unless you're getting a, a, a killer um interest rate it's like don't like you shouldn't be buying a car that you can't really that you can't afford yeah i wouldn't have been buying a twenty five thousand dollar car if i didn't have that much in cash for sure i wouldn't recommend that to anyone either and do not lease a car unless you're leasing it through your business and writing it off like I, if you're leasing it from your personal name you it's always rip off yeah, I want to, you know what? I actually, as I started a new LLC last year and I wanted to put the car that I bought in the company's name, but because it was a new company, I didn't have any credit history. So they're like, it's going to be really hard for you to uh, do that. So maybe the next one. <laughs> um, okay. So now that we've we've discussed that I would not buy a, a brand new Cayenne, uh, guess <laughs> what car I would buy? Starts around. It's it's similar to a Cayenne. Let's call it a baby Cayenne. This is harder because you got to give me a budget, Johnny. What's our budget here yeah. so I can pick a car too? So, it, I think it starts at thirty grand, but the one I optioned out was thirty thirty eight k. And it's an SUV as well. Yeah. Hmm. Thirty to thirty eight. And, 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 and you know, on that subject, I wouldn't. 
I actually don't like SUVs. I think everyone in the world should just drive a hatchback. I think the world would be a better place. Well, Europe figured that out. The U.S. hasn't. <laughs> yeah, but the the problem is if everyone else is in a in a high SUV, when you're driving a Miata, it's it's like you can't see anything, and everybody's right. uh, like headlights are blinding you. So, I can't change the world. So I've given up and said, you know what? If everyone else is going to be in a tall ass big car, I'm going to do. I'm going to have to do the same. Yeah. So okay, if we're talking SUVs, thirty to forty thousand um, dollars. Uh-huh. If you can get your hands on one, I got to drive one and it was so cool. I like the new Ford Bronco. I would get the Bronco Sport actually. Okay, the Bronco Sport's cool. I'd probably go the full size one, but it, it would have to be a cheap one though at that price. So you're, you're right. You could get you could get a high option Bronco Sport. <laughs> you're all about the options. <laughs> I would actually try to get a pretty low option Bronco Sport. The the, the full size Broncos look way cooler. They're way you know they're just they have much more of the the wow factor, the cool factor. But the fact is, the Bronco Sport is going to drive way better on highways and cities. It's going to get better gas mileage. It's going to be way cheaper, cheaper to fix. Just like there's nothing about the actual full size Bronco I would ever use besides having it be cool. Well, it looks like a little uh, Land Rover like LR4 if you remember those. It looks like one of those, yeah, um, like a little safari car. They are they are cool looking, and you know what? It's like the same price as the Ford Escape, and the Ford Escape is a piece of junk. So go for the Bronco Sport if you're debating between those two. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But the SUV that I would actually get if I was going to go off roading. I don't think it's available in the U.S., but I was very tempted to buy one here in Ukraine because they have it. And I actually I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. So a friend in the Carpathians, he actually wanted to buy my Cayenne off me because he needed a four by four, and he said he wanted something reliable. And I was like, "Don't, don't buy a Porsche and <laughs> live in the mountains." So I convinced him to buy this car. What is it? It's a Suzuki Jimny. I know it is. It, it's so cool. Yes. Oh, bring them to America. Let's start a petition. I love them. Yeah. But the problem about them, uh, from, from what I've heard, actually, I haven't been inside one, but I've heard it, it's so uncomfortable to drive on the highway. Like, I bet. It's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're so cool and they would sell like crazy. They need to bring them to the U.S. They're so cool. Absolutely. Do yourself a favor. Look up a Suzuki Jimny, J-I-M-N-Y. Maybe I'll throw a picture of one in the the show notes. (laughs) They look like a mini G-Wagon. Yeah, they're so cool. I love them. (laughs) Or like the uh, back in the day, the Suzuki Samurai. It's kind of like that. Remember those? Those are cool too. Yeah, but you know what? I never liked the Samurai. I always thought it was kind of of dorky, but the Jimny, I was like, this is actually cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I think they start at twenty. Is twenty thousand okay. um, dollars? No, no, this no, maybe thirty grand. No, no, I think they're twenty. Twenty three thousand. Yeah, twenty three thousand. Yeah, uh, and Deal. there's not that many options to get on it. Like, there's not like there's nothing you really need to need to get. <laughs> yeah, definitely do not pay to stitch the uh, Suzuki logo in your seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Jimny, I would say that would be the car I would actually dream of of having. But I would I would probably, you know, if I like actually was living in the US and you, and you said, Johnny, you have to buy a car. It's going to be the only car. It's going to be the Bronco Sport right now. But, you know, I mean, there's a ton of car. I mean, I'd rather have a, a sports car like a like a GR86. Uh, Maybe oh, Miata. Yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. I don't know. Like it, it depends if I how far how far I lived from like actually fun roads, if I was actually gonna be driving around. But I mean, in general, ninety-nine percent of the time we're in the car alone. So we don't need the back seats. We're not carrying stuff. So we don't need the the cargo space. And if we did, we can rent a car for the weekend. Yeah. And um I'm always good at finding cheap rentals. I actually plan I'm trying to keep the miles a little bit lower on this new car, not drive as much. So all these road trips I take, I'm gonna plan on renting cars from now on. I think that's the uh the new plan. Put the miles on someone else's car. Yeah. So maybe I would you know what? Fuck it. If I move to the US, I'm gonna buy myself a cheap Miata, like an old '90s cheap Miata, for a couple grand. Those aren't so That's cheap anymore. Driver. The prices have been going up like wild on those. Oh man, you know, I don't know how you fit in I that, bought- Johnny. I can't. I'm too tall. I don't know how you fit in it. <laughs> yeah, I might not be able to fit in it anymore. Oh my god, they're sixteen thousand dollars now. <laughs> yeah, they're nuts. <laughs> maybe a maybe a second generation one. Uh, maybe those are a little cheaper. The first one, first generations are yeah. going crazy. My exact car on here. Uh, this is a '91, but Mine was in 1990. It was a blue Mazda Miata. Uh, and, you know, like, they're, I think they're all five speed, but anyways, mine was, mine was five speed. I bought mine brand new for $3,000 like 10 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, that's, 
Um, you should have parked it in a garage. You probably would have made some money off that. Oh my, that's insane. They're like $20,000 now. Because people our age are getting to the point where we have some money and we want a fun car. So you see these 80s and 90s cars really blowing up out there. Oh, that is crazy. But you know what? The new 86, the, the FRS, I think it's an amazing car. Maybe I'll get that instead. Um, but still, I don't know. Like... 30 grand on a, I mean, I guess that's just what cars cost now, right? I mean, yeah. cars are, are not cheap anymore. So I think that's a cheap car now. And it's a <laughs> Toyota. 86. It'll last forever. I like I like both those movies, Bronco Sport or 86. You get one of each. We'll trade off. <laughs> Deal. All right. I hope, so I hope, I hope you, you guys, guys are listening to this. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say the same thing. I think I'm like, we're, we're rambling on here. <laughs> No, no, I mean, I, like, I really hope that people got something out of this. If you did, let us know. Tell us what car you would buy or what car you have bought recently. Or if you have any, you know, questions or want advice, let us know either in you know Patreon uh, or in the Boss Lounge. Totally. Let's get out of here before we build another Porsche and I accidentally click buy. <laughs> I'll talk to you <laughs> later, Johnny. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Best Like a Boss podcast. Join our mailing list at bestlikeaboss.com to get exclusive access to our insider investment portfolios and our private members forum. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends and leave us a review in the iTunes store. It helps more than you know. See you guys next week.